the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Together for Good, brought to you by Baptist Health Foundation of San Antonio. Together for Good exists to recognize and uplift the many people working together for the good of San Antonio and the surrounding communities. Now here's the host of Together for Good, Cody Knowlton. Hello and welcome back to Together for Good. This show is being brought to you by the Baptist Health Foundation of San Antonio as a part of our mission to honor our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and our Baptist heritage by encouraging and funding health-related programs at area nonprofits and churches. Through Together for Good, we connect our audience to the great work these organizations do in our community. It would be hard to find someone in our community who hasn't been affected by cancer in some way. Estimates say that 40% of Americans will be diagnosed with cancer at some point in their lifetimes, and that over 50% of Americans have had a cancer patient in their immediate family. When cancer first shows up, the immediate response, rightly so, is to focus on the medical treatment of the disease. However, cancer affects lives in many, many different ways, and those effects can be challenging for folks who don't know to expect them or what to do when they come up. They need a voice of experience and calm, and we're happy to say they can find that right here in San Antonio. Erin Erkeline is the Executive Director of Thrivewell Cancer Foundation. She has been with the organization since 2012, helping further the organization's mission of finding a cure for cancer by funding cancer research, providing patient support, and offering programs to improve the quality of life for patients and their families. She is honored and humbled to be working for such an incredible organization, providing much-needed support to the San Antonio community. And Erin, we are honored and humbled to have you here today. Thank you so much. This is such a great opportunity. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's just dive right in here. You know, what does ThriveWell do? So ThriveWell provides very tangible resources to folks as they're going through treatment and into survivorship. We have what we call our patient assistance program. And what that looks like for us is that we provide financial assistance, transportation assistance, and then we also provide lodging assistance to folks who live outside of the Bear County community but have to travel into San Antonio for care. So most often if you get cancer and you're looking for treatment, if you live in some of those more outlying areas, you're going to have to travel into San Antonio. So in addition to the financial and transportation, we are now providing lodging assistance to folks who have to stay in San Antonio for an extended period of time just to get to their life-saving treatment. Mm. Um, We also have a free exercise, nutrition, and wellness program. We call it our Diva and Dude program. And really what it is is free exercise classes at eight different locations across the city. We partner with many of the YMCAs. We offer upwards of 55 different exercise classes a week, um, ranging from super low impact meditative movement all the way up to boot camp, uh, strength training, cycling, and everything in between, yoga, tai chi. Um, And then we also provide nutrition classes. And we do two of those every week really around an anti-cancer diet. The reason that that program is even in existence is because back in 2007, when ThriveWell was founded, the research was just piling up about the benefits
benefits of exercise and nutrition for women who were post-conventional treatment. And what the research found was that if a woman could stick to a pretty healthy lifestyle, nothing crazy, just move more three hours a week, eat well, she could cut her chances of recurrence by up to 50%. And what our founder knew was that big pharmaceutical companies pump billions of dollars into drugs that reduce the chance of recurrence by 3%. And so here was this thing that patients could do. She could tell her patients to just walk around the block or just move a little bit more. Um, And so she started what was then our DIVA program. We opened it up to Diva and Dude in 2017, and now we are a full-service organization and, again, providing upwards of 55 different exercise classes a week, and it's all for free. Anyone who has ever faced a diagnosis in our community can access that program. Wow, that's amazing. That's, that is amazing. How many people, Erin, are affected by cancer in our area? Um, and, I mean, are there specific demographics that are more affected than others? Well, the unfortunate and also fortunate thing about this disease is that it is an equal opportunity um, problem. Mm-hmm. Our statistics show that it's really split right down the middle in terms of gender. We have 52% of women who um, we provide services to, 48% are men, it's pretty equal. Um, in terms of race, we really mirror our community. We have about 68% Hispanic, um, 32% non-Lentino. So our program statistics really mirror our local community. Mm-hmm. So how do cancer patients and survivors find out about you guys? Yeah, so most often, um, because we do so much in the way of financial and transportation assistance, we interface with every service provider here in the community that provides medical treatment to cancer patients. Um, And so we provide services directly to them. And there are usually staff members or employees within those practices or the hospitals that are social workers, financial counselors, nurses, schedulers. Um, They know about our program. And so they will connect a patient with us. And when we provide financial assistance, we pay the service provider directly. So when a patient shows up for their treatment, their bills are taken care of. That institution knows to bill us rather than ask the patient for money. So there's no stress involved. Um, And really, that's the big focus of our program is that we want to eliminate the barriers and the stressors that come along with a diagnosis so the patient can really focus on getting and staying well. Yeah. Erin, has there been an increase in cancer cases in recent decades? I mean, has cancer cancer gotten worse? You know, I think what's happened is we are able to now, because treatment has come so far, um, diagnoses are happening much, much earlier. And um, I think it's twofold. I think there are more cases now, um, and they're happening in younger adults. Um, The Colon Cancer Coalition now has recently lowered their age for annual or five-year colonoscopies just because our diets have changed. We are much more sedentary, so colon cancer uh, rates are exploding in 40 to 50 year olds. Um, So I think it's twofold. I think we're able to diagnose this much earlier. So that's really good because treatment, usually folks can get on the other side of this if they can get to and pay for their care. Um, But we are seeing higher rates as well. Mm -hmm. What does it mean if someone has a specific stage of cancer? I mean, we hear the term often enough, but I'm not sure how well we understand what it means. Yeah. So it's, it's just like an increase in the number value, right? So if you now we're, especially in breast cancer, we're diagnosing women with stage zero. Mm -hmm. So they're just seeing really small or seeing cells 
cells that are about to form into cancer. Um, and if that's the best case scenario, because you can get that out of your body by surgery, and that's really all you're going to have to do in terms of your treatment. Um, as you move through those numbers, one, two, three, and stage four is usually the last stage or metastatic. Um, the treatment's much harder, the disease is much more advanced, and the treatment looks a little bit different than it would be if it was just a stage one diagnosis. Mm -hmm. um, but I will tell you that with the advancements of treatment, we have women who are involved in our program who are metastatic breast cancer survivors. They're still in active treatment and they will be for the rest of their lives, but it's no longer a death sentence. They are living full lives, enjoying life, um, and still living with the disease. So instead of dying from cancer, they're living with cancer. Mm. Erin, what are some practical ways to support a cancer patient and their families? You know, everybody's unique and individual in the ways that they want to, A, disclose that they have the disease or how they reach out for help. But I would say the biggest thing is just to allow them to talk about all the fears that come along with it, the really significant challenges that are a part of a cancer diagnosis. Um, aside from the difficulties with the treatment or that can come out of the treatment, there's so much that you have to navigate within this medical system at a time that you're not feeling great most of the time. So just allowing them a space to be able to talk about that is big. And then if there's ways you feel like you can plug in and be of support, whether it's a meal or taking the kids or providing a ride or just being present with that person, um, if you have a friend or family member who's going through it, ask them how they would like to have you receive your support. Mm -hmm. Are there any misconceptions about cancer patients that you've come across frequently? Um, I think that one of the biggest things still um, with folks is that when they hear that word cancer, it's just an automatic, oh, my goodness, am I going to die from this? And what I find um, having countless conversations with oncologists and other physicians who treat these patients, most of the time it's no, not from this. I mean, we're all going to get to the end of this life at some point, but this immediate cancer diagnosis is not going to lead you to that. Um, if we can get you to treatment, if you can take care of yourself, if you have family and friends to support you, you're going to get on the other side of this, and this is going to be in your rearview mirror with no problem. But you have to be able to get to and pay for your care. So that's, I think, a misconception about a cancer diagnosis. I think another misconception about a cancer patient is that people quite often feel like they're sick all the time. Mm. And that's just not the case anymore. Thankfully, with the treatment advances that we've had, people are still working. They're able to just keep on keeping on with life, um, even in spite of this diagnosis. It's not always easy, but it is doable. And again, with the right support services and the right network, um, mostly around friends and family, life continues. Mm -hmm. Again, folks, uh, you are listening to Together for Good. If you've just joined us, uh, and we're glad you've joined us, this is being brought to you by the Baptist Health Foundation of San Antonio. I'm Cody Knowlton, your host, and today we're talking to Erin Urkeline of Thrivewell Cancer Foundation, and uh, we are learning the ins and outs of being a cancer patient and a survivor. Um, so let's, let's talk about that, Aaron. I mean, what does it mean to be a cancer survivor? I mean, are there any specific lifestyle changes that take place after someone's cancer treatment has ended? I, I think so. I think mostly around the emotional and psychological perspective that you have when you get a diagnosis. And when you get through that, 
Um, it's like putting on a pair of glasses that you can no longer take off. I've had countless conversations with patients that just say, prior to my diagnosis, I would do X, Y, and Z. And now, on the other side of this, I feel like I am very clear about how I want to spend my time, who I choose to spend my time with, what I will focus on moving forward. And there's just an instant perspective that they get by getting this gift of survivorship, um, getting through it and being able to look at their family, look at, love their family, um, and continue to live life without really any further issues. It's, it's being given that second chance. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Are there any recent developments in cancer research that are exciting to you? I, you know, the... The gift that we get, um, we're a super small organization. There's five of us on staff. And the cool thing that we get to experience with these patients is all the innovative, really cutting-edge treatments that are available right here in our community. You don't have to take a step outside of San Antonio to get the best care for your cancer. Um, And the immunotherapy stuff that's happening right now is really tailored to a patient's DNA. So while you and I may have both have colon cancer, my colon cancer is going to be very different because my DNA is totally different than your DNA. And so now doctors and oncologists are able to really set a treatment plan based on the human genome and what mm-hmm. takes place in a person's DNA. And so that is really exciting. That is exciting. Yeah. Man, thank you for sharing that. A lot of people dread a cancer diagnosis so much that they won't go to the doctor to check out their potential symptoms. Um, and i no personal experience that my father-in-law was right in that boat. Um, is there something you would say to these folks that are kind of avoiding the upcoming problem? Sure. I think that if you can get it into your head that if you just go now and find out if there's anything wrong, stay on top of your health care, do your annual appointments, your annual wellness checks, you are going to catch anything. And if you're not having symptoms and you're able to catch it early, It is a totally survivable and treatable disease. Not that it's not going to be hard, but it's going to be treatable. If you wait, the treatment is so much harder. The expenses are so much bigger. Everything's harder if you wait it out, especially if you're symptomatic. Um, If you see something or you feel something that seems off, go get it checked out. Mm -hmm. Good advice. Yeah. Good advice. What does the financial burden of cancer treatment look like? you know, for those who, who get into it, it could be very daunting. I mean, can that prevent people from getting care because they think, well, I, I can't afford all this. I've heard it's expensive. For sure. I think that what happens with patients is they go into this knowing or feeling like they know they have good insurance, um, but maybe not have had to take full advantage of their insurance plan. And so they really don't understand what their out-of-pocket max might be or their co-pays might be. Um, So depending on your insurance plan, that will dictate how much out-of-pocket expense you're going to have for treatment. And so with a cancer diagnosis, because things are expensive, you typically hit that out-of-pocket max pretty quickly into your treatment plan. Um, And unfortunately, what is happening is insurance costs are now being passed more passed on to the patient. And so deductibles are higher. Copays may be higher. You may be on an 80 percent, 20 percent plan. So your insurance company is only going to pick up 80 percent of the cost. But I can assure you that the oncologists here in town, Thrivewell Cancer Foundation, there are other organizations at a national level um, that may be able to step in and help out if you are struggling. Um, And then the pharmaceuticals 
depending on what kind of cancer you have, the pharmaceutical companies may be able to help out with some of that. But um, the biggest thing is to get to know your insurance plan first and then figure out, okay, here's how we can possibly manage that or not, and Mm -hmm. then ask for help. Yeah. Aaron, can you talk a little bit more about the financial challenges and the transportation issues that people face? Sure. And you're no stranger to this, but our community, you know, 63% of our community is living below the federal poverty level. And so for many folks, a reliable means of transportation is not accessible to them. They are either dependent on the bus or they have to catch a ride with a friend. And so when you tack on transportation issues with folks getting a cancer diagnosis, mm-hmm. You are talking about upwards of hundreds of appointments that go along with a diagnosis. So with radiation alone, typically most everybody who gets cancer is going to have to do radiation. That's every day for six to eight weeks. If you don't have a car or don't have somebody you can rely on to get you to those appointments, you will most likely not go to those appointments. And so that's one of the big services that we provide to patients. We actually provide rides to folks who have challenges around getting to and from the myriad of appointments that come along with a diagnosis. Um, We don't have any cap on that service, so we will take them to all the oncology appointments. We'll take them to the blood draws, the scans. Um, That's available to people. So I would encourage anyone who knows someone or you yourself are struggling with, how am I going to get to all these appointments, please, please, please reach out to us because we can help. Um, So then, you know, just on the other side of that, again, radiation alone, six to eight weeks every day, even with the best of insurance plans, that's a copay every day for six to eight weeks. And so for those of us who are lucky enough to have a savings plan, that quickly is zapped. But for many San Antonio families, they're living paycheck to paycheck and barely living paycheck to paycheck. So you couple that with an added medical bill it can be financially catastrophic for most of the families in this community. And so ThriveWell will step in, pay those co-pays, pay those deductibles, and be that safety net for folks so they can get to and pay for their treatment. Because like we already talked about, the good news is is you're going to get on the other side of this. You just got to be able to access your care. And so we're laser focused on making sure families can do that for themselves. So at the end of the day, Aaron, I mean, do you really become fully healed from cancer? I mean, maybe physically, but the emotional and mental strain? I think you hit the nail on the head. I think physically you absolutely, you're either in remission or you are completely cured. But emotionally and psychologically, you are a changed person. And for me, I say at the cellular level, and I don't mean that as a pun, you are a different person than when you were before you got the diagnosis. You just move through the world differently. And many, many, many people who have gone through this can look back on it and say the silver lining in all of this is that I love my family deeper. I am engaged in my life more meaningfully. I race through life before, and I don't do that anymore. So I think spiritually, emotionally, and psychologically, it changes you fundamentally moving forward. Would you have a client story you'd like to share? Yes. Abs- I mean, we have so many, which is <laughs> that that's what's there's so much hope in this work and there's so much good that comes out of it. Um, we recently helped a nurse who got a diagnosis, um, stage three breast cancer, um, single mom, two kids in high school. So these are kids who were still relying on her. They were her dependents. Um, and she was really unsure how she was going to pay for her care. Um, she's a full-time working mother and had an insurance plan that just was 
um, unattainable for her. It was an out-of-pocket max of about $10,000. And the unfortunate thing for her was that she got diagnosed in November, never had to use any of her insurance leading up to her diagnosis. Her insurance plan started over in January, so she just got hit with this double whammy. And so we were able to step in and provide that financial safety net for her so she could go to her treatment. Again, she had a really good prognosis, but she was terrified. How am I going to pay for this? Because I don't want to bankrupt my family. Um, And so we were able to step in, really help. And um, she's in remission now. You know, it's she's doing fine. She's working this whole time. Her kids are fine. Um, And we were able to be a part of that. So it's just every day we get to be a part of that kind of work. And we're just honored and humbled to be walking with people right now. So grateful you are. Thank you. I mean, our community is better for it. So speaking of the community, how can the community support y'all? I mean, um, donations and volunteering and uh, give us a website. Yes. So all of the above. We're, again, super small organization, but we do have many fundraising and special events throughout the year. We are always looking for volunteers, and you can learn more about everything we have going on at thrivewell.org or just calling our office at 210 593-5949. We are also super active on social media. All of our handles are at ThriveWellSA, all one word, um, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all of those. Do you have an event coming up that you'd like to talk about? We do. We have an annual luncheon. It's our biggest fundraiser of the year. Every penny raised at that event will go right back into taking care of patients. Um, Our co-chairs this year are going to be Kevin and Kathy Vocal. Kevin is the president of Toyota Motor Manufacturing here in San Antonio. Um, He and his wife both are survivors and have just jumped in with both feet with ThriveWell. And then Bill Mole is going to be our host of the event. And he's, you know, an institution here in town. He has a great great radio voice. Oh, my goodness. And so do you. (laughs) You rival him. Um, He is going to be our event host, and it's going to take place on Friday, April 12th at the Woody Museum. And it's a luncheon, so we'll be starting at about 11 with registration, and the program will start at noon and we'll be done by one that's awesome yeah that's awesome yep we're looking forward to it Aaron, tell us more about what goes on later in the year at ThriveWell. sure so we already talked about our annual luncheon in april and then we kind of you know just slow down for events in the summer all of san antonio does their own thing and then um but this will come as no surprise but october is super busy for us it is all pink all the time mm-hmm. and within that month we have five different events um we have a 5k fun run over at corner Stone Christian Schools. They host us and let us take over the campus, and our route is really fun, and all through the campus, all over their sports field. So uh, last year, we had about 1,200 participants. Uh, survivors are free, and so that's something that we have coming up. Um, we also have, that will be on October Saturday, October 12th. Um, we also have our women-only Women in Medicine and Law Pink Party that takes place on Monday, October 7th. Um, it's also at the Witty, and it's just a night out for women, um, and it is just a super fun celebration of all of our Survivor Sisters, um, and we raise money for our programs. We also have a pedaling in pink ride that we go through all of downtown um, on bicycles and do about a 10-mile course. It's a social ride. I did it last year. If I can do it, anybody can do it. So you can look into that. That's on October 26th. And then um, we also have a golf tournament that we do in October um, towards the end of the month. And we also have um, our Healing Hearts Telethon. And that event is really special to us because we partnered um, now 13 years ago with WOAI and KBB San Antonio, Fox News San Antonio, um, 
Karen Martinez was an anchor for KABB, and she was diagnosed with late-stage breast cancer as she was an anchor and started going through treatment and thought, you know, I have the best care. I have a great husband. I have kids who are taken care of. I have an employer who lets me go to my treatment, um, and I still get to be on air and be in a city that I love. What does the single mom with three kids do? Mm -hmm. And so she felt compelled to start a fundraiser, and the stations got behind her. Karen, unfortunately, passed away from her cancer, but the stations continue to do this, and we've moved it now to a telethon, which we're on air with them from early, early morning drive time news all the way up through the evening news, late night news. Um, And it's essentially a phone bank. And our community calls in and makes donations. And we typically raise about $100,000 that day. And that's all in Karen's memory. And it's just beautiful to see her kids are now adults and they come back and support us um, because they know that every penny raised that day goes right back into the community, which is what Karen wanted to do. Well, Aaron, thank you for being with us today. It's an honor, uh, and we're very humbled that you took time to come visit with us. And uh, I'd like to offer a word of prayer for you and for ThriveWell and for all the work you do professionally, personally, a lot of things you do behind the scenes that don't get a lot of recognition. Um, I'd like to acknowledge that and just bless you today. Thank you. I'm honored and humbled to be here. Good. Let's pray. Lord, we we, we just love you and thank you for Aaron. Uh, Thank you for ThriveWell, for the entire organization, its board, and uh, for the impact it's having on our community. And Lord, we just pray you'd continue to sustain them and undergird them in all that they're doing. And we're just uh, grateful uh, for the impact and for the love they show uh, to those that uh, have been given a cancer diagnosis. And so we just lift them up and pray for them. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, Aaron, thank you for coming in today uh, to talk to us. Uh, we love Thrive Well, and especially the very kind hearts of those who work there. And uh, we're grateful for you uh, for helping folks navigate uh, what will probably be the most challenging experience of their lives. And it's certainly impactful on many, many fronts. Listeners, we're always grateful uh, that you've joined us. We hope you've been encouraged by what you have heard today and the work being done in our community to improve the lives of our neighbors. Uh, You can catch our episodes anywhere you get your podcast or by visiting Baptist Health Foundation of San Antonio's website, bhfsa.org forward slash together for good. As always, we'll be back next week with another great conversation about health matters and the work of our nonprofits in our area. Take care and God bless. Thank you for tuning in today for Together for Good. We hope you've been encouraged, uplifted, and inspired. Until our next time together, may the Lord bless and keep you. And in all things, to God be the glory. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.